Again, this is actually showing in movie theaters, you know, all over, but it's not showing in Hilo, but it's showing over here. Okay? It's not showing at the Hilo Theater, although in many theaters around the U.S. it's showing. And um, again, it's just premiering uh, in March. So we get to see that. So I'm going to continue our series on from loving God to loving Him back and loving one another. And, you know, people might think, why are we keep on going on, on this again? But consider it a compliment because, you know, the, the bigger and taller a building goes, um, the more time is spent on the foundation. In fact, the foundation, so many times it looks like nothing is happening for so long because they're digging down, down, down deep because the taller it goes, the more deep the foundation has to go. So the, the bigger the building the longer it takes for the foundation. And so the foundation, if it's straight and, straight and plumb and true, then everything else goes right. If not, then everything is crooked and, and it's not strong. So God is, you know, saying he wants the foundation strong. And he wants this, you know, new time. I don't know if you realize it, but it's just a new time. There's a new time in the Lord, if you sense. And um, so I'm going to go back to 1 Corinthians 13. But first, let's pray. Now, Father, we just ask to know you more and more. Because the more we know you and your nature, the more we understand what you're doing and what you're working out in us. So we ask for that now. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's look at 1 Corinthians 13, uh, 1 through 7. And it says, If I were to speak with the eloquence in earth's many languages and in the heavenly tongues of angels, yet I didn't express myself with love, my words would be reduced to the hollow sound of nothing more than a clanging cymbal. Today, what would that mean? It's just blah, 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 blah. And a clanging cymbal. And so, again, um, you know, I was going to do a whole thing on the gifts of the Spirit. But what God kept on bringing me back to is, they are just nothing. In fact, what they would do, the gifts, is just puff people up and make them into Pharisees without love. It's a different root. And we need to be in the root of love. Otherwise, it's in the root of self, and it'll just puff us up and actually take us and take others to the wrong way and the wrong fruit. And that's what, you know, we're going to have baptism, and that's what baptism is about too, is saying we are dying from the old in one way and living anew, living for Christ, living differently, and from the tree of life. He is the tree of life. He is the water of life. And so everything will bring forth life. And so it's so important. This is you know, this foundation is so important to everything else we do. And um, so, you know, it needs to be focused on. I'll continue on. And, it, and if I were to have the gifts of prophecy and profound understanding of God's hidden secrets, and if I possess unending supernatural knowledge, and I have the greatest gift of faith that could move mountains, 
but have never learned to love, then I am nothing. And see, all these gifts, you know, there are two prophetic conferences recently, great, important, and, you know, the faith to move mountains, man. But if I've never learned to love, I am, I am nothing. So it's so foundational for God that he's saying this. And first to know his love for us, and then we understand. Then his love flows through us. Then it's not contrived, it's not forced, it's not anything. The more we understand his love, it fills us. And like a water hose, we just got to let it go. Otherwise, we'll just explode. We need to let it go. It'll just come out naturally. Everything else will flow naturally from this. And First uh, John 4 says, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God. Again, born again. That's what it's talking about. And knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. For God is love. And that's why it's so important to have love in everything else we do. You know why? Because then God is in it. If it's not coming from love, then God is not in it because God is love. And so it's so critical. 1 Corinthians 13 continues, And if I were to be so generous as to give away everything I own to feed the poor and to offer my body to be burned as a martyr, without the pure motive of love, I would gain nothing of value. Because it's all bringing pride or so on. You'd be like the Pharisees. Oh, look, I'm giving my tithes and blow a trumpet so everybody can look. Or I'm giving to the poor. You know how beautiful that is. Or you have people like in the, uh, the Philippines who nail themselves to the cross during a parade. And oh, you know, then it, but it's, then I feel holy. You see? And all of these things will bring forth the wrong spirit and the wrong thing that we would do. And so, you know, this 1 Corinthians 13 shows us what God's love looks like. Look what it looks like. And God says, well, Paul says, follow after me as I follow after Christ. So we got to know what that looks like. So we can apply it to our lives, like Steve was saying earlier. So we just don't learn knowledge at here, but we will be different. That's the goal, that we just won't learn more and puff ourselves up with knowledge, but we will actually be different. So like I, you know, uh, I well, I don't know, I never heard anybody say that, but that's, this is what I feel like the Lord has told me. So we don't be religious, we be real religious. We be real, and that's what it is, is, is our lives. By the love we show, they will know we're his disciples. But it's hard because we don't know how to apply this word to our real life. So that's why, you know, I'm going to just really, let's break it down so we can really apply it and it become a part of who we are. Because the truth is, I, you know, I'll tell you a secret, I used to to hate this chapter? Because I'd read it and I'd say, man, I fall so short of that. That's a pie in the sky for me. To, to this perfect love. I, you, know, I, I, you know, I just, okay, okay, that's what it is, God. 
But I, I didn't like look at it because it made me feel like inadequate, insecure, not good enough. Short, like, oh man, God must be frustrated with me because I've been a Christian for so long and I still can't reflect this exactly. And so I like, oh, God must be mad. God must be frustrated with me. And so, and I just, and yeah, that's how I felt about it. So I just read it. Okay, that's what it is. I know I understand God and I know I'm not doing it. But it's there. But let's look at this first part of it. And I'm actually going to go over the, just the first line of it. Love is patient and kind. Now, yeah, I've read it a hundred times, like maybe you guys have too. Yeah, 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 I know. Love is patient and kind. But see, one thing too, like I said, you know what we do is we put ourselves upon God. And because I'm not patient and kind, and I would be frustrated with me if I was God, then I think he's frustrated, because I would be frustrated for me taking so long. You know, I, I don't know about you, but like, especially people who are an ex- expert in something, and then you got to teach someone who doesn't know anything about it, and you got to go step by step, and they question everything. You got to go, every- and it's easy to get frustrated because it takes so long when, you know, why don't you just get it? And uh, it takes patience. Love is, is patient. And I put my frustration on God because. If I have to go so basic with someone to learn, you, you know, I really appreciate when I call, I have an Apple computer. When I call Apple and that person is really patient with me <laughs> because, you know, to them it's just na, 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 na. And so you're speaking Greek to me. Slow down, say it again, help me through it. And if they're patient with me, I tell them, I really appreciate you because I've talked with texts. When I call, I say, I have this problem. And they're like, you dummy. This is so simple. Do this, do this, and I say, can you slow down? All you have to do is, da, 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 da. you know, and, I'm, and then I can tell the irritation in their voice. And I'm saying, but to me, you know, this is difficult. Uh, you know, there was a, a cartoon that, uh, that showed a grandson helping his grandfather with the computer. And he's telling his grandfather, Grandpa, this is so easy, even an adult can do it. <laughs> um, I grew up with a typewriter. And he's, ex- you know, and, and they grew up with, you know, my grands, before they can even talk, they're like, they're doing this stuff. And so it's easy for them, but it's, it's not so easy. And, and it's easy to get frustrated. And I think, I, you know, I put it on God. I think he's frustrated with me. But if God is love, then he's patient and kind with me. Yeah. And so instead of getting frustrated with this, these verses and skipping over it and not learning it, it's really he's, he's patient. So he's not, and he's not pushy. And, you know, it's our tendency when we're frustrated and irritated to get pushy. Come on, come on. 
Do it, do it, do it my way. Hurry up, you know, just. And the more we know how to do something, the more pushy we, we seem to get at someone because they're not running at our pace. And we want them, you know, you know come on. But love, you know, what it means, patient, is it's not pushy. And it'll pause and it'll wait for others. And, you know, if, if you're really smart at something and can do something, you know, um, we really can't get puffed up with pride about it because you didn't give yourself your brain. You didn't make your brain. That was a gift from God. So if somebody doesn't have your brains, we have no right to get proud and puffed up, but to be really patient. And so God is saying, patient and not pushy about it. And I know it's hard. You know why? Because it's not our natural tendency. Okay? Uh, I'll admit you, I'm going to be religious with you. I have a hard time with that. Because it's not our natural tendency. You know, and so we get frustrated, irritated, but, but God is patient and kind. And it's not natural, and if you don't feel it's natural, then you're not alone. It's all of us. Yeah? And we get, you know, we, we want to push. But, but love says, I have the time to take with you. It's patient. I have the time to take with you and explain it to you so you understand it because we all think differently. Like I've been sharing about males and females, how we just are handicapped to understand each other. And so we really got to be, you know, I used to get so frustrated with Yolanda because my best friend, I would say two words of my sentence, he knew immediately what I was talking about. And it would take me hours to explain the same thing to Yolanda because she thinks so differently from me. And I get very irritated. And that wasn't love. That wasn't patient and kind. And we had these different ways of looking at things, and we think our way is the right way, and you should be the way I think. And if you're not, we get irritated and we get pushy. And I, I really think that most of the problems in marriage, and if you're not married yet, if you practice this, because this is what it takes to change a habit is practice. Like we have a bad habit, and I've read that it takes 21 days to build a new habit, but I must be dumb because it takes me longer. You know, you get muscle memory. So you, till it becomes normal or natural for us. So we practice it. But if, you know, you practice it now, when you get married, um, it'll always already be there. And wouldn't we want a spouse like this, who's patient and kind. So you want a good spouse? Be a good spouse. I always, you know, like I would tell my son, God has a perfect woman for you, but, you know, I, I wouldn't give your sister, my precious daughter, over to some selfish punk. When you are like that, then God has her for you. Otherwise, you, you, you'll be like, you know, yeah, God will give you someone to help you grow. <laughs> And it'll be good in the end, but, you, you know, if you do that now, then he doesn't have to do that for you, for our own good. And if we're married, 
You know, I, I, you know uh, I think I wasted so much time in my marriage by being frustrated and not patient and kind. And, um, yeah. And now I think, man, how much, we even talk about it. Man, if we were only knew this from the beginning, all oh, the times we missed because of that. Yeah. So it says, I'll have the time to understand you and your way of thinking and, and not be pushy. Um, we grew up with our own way of thinking is right. And um, I grew up where, yeah, my, my mom worked, but every morning she had breakfast on the table for us. She had our lunch ready, and she had dinner ready with the four major food groups. You know, starch, protein, salad, and dessert. Yeah, that's the most important major food group. And uh, if Yolanda didn't have that for me, then I, I thought she was a bad wife and lazy. Yeah. But see, she grew up with nine siblings in the household. Her mom was working and going to school, and, and they all had two jobs. And the kids had work and chores. And so, you know, her brothers learned how to cook and do all the, you know, I didn't learn how to do laundry until I went to college. They learned how to cook. They learned how to do all things. And she's looking at me, you are so lazy. And we're looking at each other like that, that you have to be like what I think and what I want. And you know what it did? It just ruined our marriage for so many years because we were pushy and not patient, and irritated with each other, and also insecure because we didn't understand God's love for us. You know, if he, we understand how much he, he died just for you, too. He took on your sins individually. Don't lump it all together with the whole world. Choose to take on your sins, too. Past, present, and future, just in case you'd come to him, because he wanted you so much with him. He wanted you so much with him in his family. He didn't want to be without you that he suffered and died like that for you. If we realize, okay, my self-worth is in him, in him alone, then if somebody does something that makes me feel like I say, you know, I get irritated, okay, I can give them grace because my confidence is all in him of who I am. You don't make me feel insecure, Maybe some, but as we learn and learn more about God's love, okay, you know, what you said makes me feel dumb or stupid or insecure. And so you know what we do, our natural way of the world? Attack back. Yeah, you're telling me I'm so bad. Well, what about you? You do this, 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 and we save all our ammunition so when we have, we, made, we have more. And we wasted so much of our life in these things. And so if we can really be religious, and all those years I just read this and skipped over it because I thought God was like me, he was irritated with me. But if God is love, God is love, then he's patient and kind. He's patient and kind with me, waiting for me, and 
and just lending me his strength. Lending me his strength. Because that's what a strong person does. A real person who is strong will not put down somebody because they are weaker or not as maybe living the way you think we should live. But a real strong person has the confidence to lift that person up instead of put them down. Or, you know, if they're saying something that hurts me and makes me feel insecure, not reacting kind. Because I know where my confidence is and, you know, this person is hurt, that's why. So we use our strength to lift them up. That's a strong person. That we be gentle and kind and use our strength to lift them up. Because that's what God did for us. If he told us, just come up to where I am, none of us would be able to be perfectly holy like he is. So he came down and made himself small to be with us. And, you know, I think one of the, the best things I heard was, you know, I, I played a video a while ago about, you know, these uh, homosexuals and lesbians who were in church, and one of them was saying, you know what, she thought God hated her because she, she was a, a lesbian. And then God just said, can I just be in the space with you? And she said, you mean you want to be in the space with me when I have this thing, this lesbian thing? God said, yeah, just can I, can I just be with you? Even if I have this thing? Yeah. Can I just be with you? And she said, if this God, this God who is so big was willing to become that small for me, Maybe he does love me. See, it goes back to the love. And when she found out that God loved her, then she was able to give him this thing she had because she trusted him. Why should we do that if we don't know he loves us? See, And so the same thing, he was willing to come that small and come down for us so that we can... If we can practice doing that with one another, okay? And um, we, the more we practice, the more that happens. And, you know, I, I am so happy in my um, marriage now. When it was like hell to me before. But it was because we were, a big part of it, we were pushy and not patient and kind. And we didn't know, I read it, but I didn't know how to do it. I didn't understand how to apply it. And so we, we don't have to do that. Um, you know, the King James Version says, love suffers long. <laughs> That's how it translates this, patient and kind. Love suffers long. Because that's what Jesus did. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. So love defers what I want for one another. And like I say, isn't that the kind of spouse we want? And as we do that, I don't know, have you ever seen someone who was frustrated and irritated who was happy? 
as we take on God's nature of patient and kind, and I know it's not natural, but if we will try it and start doing it this way and practice till it becomes muscle memory and a new habit, we, I tell you, because we are so much happier now. I am so much happier than when I'm frustrated and irritated about everything. And see, he, because his love fills us as it pours out of us. So, you know, we, and he's waiting for us to take that. And we don't have to be, you know, strength. Sometimes we think to be kind is to be weak. Patient is to be weak. But really it's, you're weak if, we, if we're not kind and patient. You know why? Because I cannot control myself. I cannot control my temper, my impatience, my frustration, my irritation. So that's what's weak. Okay? Being willing to wait and take the time and listen. Because, you know, we would fight about this so much. You're supposed to be like that and you're, you know, you're lazy. You're lazy. And, you know, having these different ideas instead of taking the time with patience and love to just say, you know, understand you and where you're coming from. And then deferring to one another. Okay? I'm supposed to lay my life down for her and she's supposed to honor me. But if we do that for each other, then we find that out, okay? And we give grace to one another. Okay, and grace is a word that sometimes, because it's used so differently in, in our modern language, we don't really understand. You know, grace is what we say before we eat, right? Grace is like uh, Miss America, she's full of grace, you know? No, grace is like, you know, I don't give you what I think you deserve, I, you know, local language would say, I give you a chance. I give you a chance. I think you should have, but I'm not going to do that. Why? Because God gave grace to me. You know, I, you know, that's why the Bible says, don't judge lest you be judged. Because if I say, you know, um, justice is for what you did to me, I should do that back to you. Or worse. That's justice. But you know what? I, don't, I want God's grace, not his justice. <laughs> I don't want his justice on me for all the things I've done in my life. His perfect holiness and what is justice, if he t- tells me he doesn't come down to my level, he expects me to be at his level of perfect holiness. His justice, no, I don't want it on me. I want his grace. And that's why it says we give grace to one another because I don't want to judge because I don't want to be judged by him. I want his grace, so we give grace to one another. Yeah, And so that's why, we too, we give grace, and that's grace. And then as we know his love, and it pours out, and it will overflow. And I like that song that we like to hear us do that again. It's living in the overflow. It should just overflow, and it's natural, and it won't be contrived, or I have to because I have to be good, because God won't love me, or because we don't understand God's love. God won't love me if I'm like this because... We don't understand his love. 
but it will just naturally overflow. And that's what, so it's not just head knowledge, but that we will apply it to our lives and relationships so we come out changed. Yeah, not just knowing this, like how many years I knew these words. I'm sure you did too, probably. But to apply it and live it, and that's how they know, by the love we show. Not by the love we know, but show. And so, you know, we'll go over little by little. See, we, you know, that was just one part of it. But we're going to have communion today, and that's about by the love God showed to us and His grace to us that He died for us so that we can be His children, that we can have this covenant with Him, that we can be now a part of His family. He did everything for us. He came way, way down for us from that perfect holiness to live with us. It's worse than us living in a sewer that He gave up for us and then He died for us. Yeah? So this is His love, showing His love, His patience, and His grace for us. And He said, do this in remembrance of me, man. I did this for you so we can have this covenant together and we can be family. Uh, he came way, way down and did it all for us, gave up everything for us. So that's it. So we're going to have communion now. So um, will the...